0: You're listening to Season 3, Episode number 3 of Strike the Match. The issue of global pastoral training is a major issue today facing the church, whether that is the church in the West or the church in the majority world. In today's episode, my guest is Dr. David Sills. We're talking about his latest book, Hearts, Heads, and Hands, a manual for teaching others to teach others. So with that in mind, let's... Welcome to Strike the Match with Pastor and Missiologist, Dr. Jake. Strike the Match is a podcast that addresses matters related to missions, innovation, and leadership. Now here's Jake. If you've been listening to uh, Strike the Match for any time over the past uh, couple of seasons, you know that uh, one of the things that's really near and dear to my heart is the issue of pastoral training, uh, whether that is in a formal context or an informal uh, context, and and so uh today uh one of the things that uh, we're going to be talking about on this episode is uh that particular issue uh specifically related to a, a brand new book that just recently uh, just just came out hot off the press uh called Hearts, Heads and Hands: A Manual for Teaching Others uh, to Teach Others by uh, by David Sills. Uh David uh is no stranger to uh, strike the match. Uh, I think back in maybe our first uh season uh, David was with us. Uh, But David is um, a professor of Christian missions and cultural anthropology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, He's the founder and president of Reaching and Teaching International Ministries, uh, which serves uh, people around the world through evangelism and and disciple-making. Uh, type activities. Uh, He's written several books, uh, many of which have been uh, translated into Spanish. And so he is just uh, all over the place. Um, Not to mention the fact that I've known David for several years. uh, Back when I was at Southern, Uh, I consider him a really good friend. Uh, In fact, uh, we we even lived on the same street, didn't we, David? We sure
1: sure did.
0: (laughs) Well, brother, I just want to say uh, welcome to Strike the Match. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much for having me back. I, 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 I was so excited when I, I saw that this book um, came off the press because, you know, for so many years I've watched you, watched your ministry, and just seen you with your passion for, for training others, particularly pa- pastoral leadership. Um, so for the, the listener that isn't familiar with this, uh, this book, Hearts, Heads, and Hands, a Manual for Teaching Others to Teach Others, uh, can you tell us what this is about? Primarily, it's a
1: it's a book that sort of served as our curriculum, although it was never written down, that we've used to train pastors just informally as what uh, I've done always in my ministry since I've been back in the States really teaching at seminary. I would still take short-term trips, take people to help me train pastors who really needed training, but they couldn't get to it mm-hmm. anywhere. They had no access to it, and so uh, we would do formal discipleship. Kinds of things, helping them understand to stay in the word daily and and how they can memorize it, meditate on it, apply it to their lives, how they sh- need to shape their thought life. And that was sort of the heart part. The heads part is basically pastor training or rather um The curriculum, I guess you could call it the theological encyclopedia if you were going to use the fancy word, but it's everything really you'd learn at a Bible college, all the basic subjects of Old Testament, New Testament, Christian doctrine, et cetera, Mm -hmm. all those things. And then the hands part is really just the skill set of being a disciple today. How do I mentor another person? How do I practice good stewardship in my own life and in ministry? And just the things you'd need to know how to do in order to. To serve as a disciple today, so it's the 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 being, the knowing, and the doing of the Christian life in everyday ministry is really the content of the book.
0: You know, I, I certainly appreciated that in the title and and seeing that throughout the book. I mean, it's 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 very holistic. It's it it touches on the the emotional component, uh, it touches on the intellectual component or cognitive uh, component as well as the practical, and so. So just very encouraged by that. Uh, You made a comment just a second ago about uh, this was kind of birthed out of, uh, kind of paraphrasing here, but but out of your experience uh, on the field. Uh, Give us a little background on on your life uh, before uh, coming to Southern. Okay, we. I w- I'm from Mississippi originally, and well, we won't hold that against you. But that's okay. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: I, you know. In fact, the, the longer I've been away, though, the dearer that has become. So I, <laughs> I, I miss it a lot, and we go back when we can. But our background was there. I grew up there, Southern Baptist Church. Uh, just that was normal life to me. And then when when God called me to the mission field, we went with the back then the Foreign Mission Board of the Southern Baptists, and we served in Ecuador among the Quechua people. And all that I knew in my background of a good, solid Southern Baptist church and good undergraduate training and a Baptist seminary, I go off to the mission field, and I'm working with people that were were primary oral learners, and they, they didn't have those kinds of backgrounds. They didn't have access to the kind of training that I just took for granted. Mm-hmm. So we had to find creative ways to disciple and train, and then when I came to Southern in 2003, I continued to go back to visit because they would say, hey, brother, can you come teach something on cults or can you come teach something on end times or a lot of questions in our churches? So doing those short term kinds of trips, this curriculum or um, teaching content really just morphed out of the needs that I saw. And so many times it would be like, um, you know, if I had taught a few classes on, say, some New Testament books, well, they could answer lots of questions about that. But you ask them anything about the Old Testament mm-hmm. or or anything about discipleship, and it's the deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the scripture says, you know, they need to know the whole counsel of the Word of God. And that really sort of drove the development of all this content.
0: The book is unique, not only in the, in the content uh, of the text, but it's the way it's laid out, I mean, it's it's not like your typical your typical book. Can, can you kind of describe to us maybe some of the uniqueness of this book as opposed to maybe some of your other books that you've written, such as the missionary call or reaching and teaching? I mean, it's just it's just laid out a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, the like the missionary call was primarily. I was sort of written out of self-defense because it was I was answering those same questions over and over and over, and there was nothing to point to to read. So it was basically this is my argument about what I think the missionary call is, and then reaching and teaching was, you know, this is basically what I think doing missions is about and what the church should be doing today. But this book was one that uh, Lifeway, some people at Lifeway said, hey, you know what you're doing? We're getting a lot of requests for that kind of pastoral training. These are. These are people who need non-formal, maybe oral-based kind of learning styles. Um, Can you Mm. write up what you do? So I had to think about that for a while. So at first I needed to explain how we do what we do and what the teaching philosophy is. So that was basically a little bitty introductory chapter one. And then the succeeding chapters are – there's nine big chapters or we call them modules. Each one talks about the heart that they need – the heart aspect that they need to learn for that module, the head aspect, and the hands aspect. So it's all woven together in each one of the modules, deals with a major big building block of the curriculum all the way up to um, maybe about two-thirds of the way through the book. And then you realize, wow, there's a lot of book left. The rest of the book is teaching outlines for each one of the modules. So there's like, what, 150 pages mm-hmm. of just teaching outlines so that this – you as a as a pastor or as a student or as a um, mission trip participant can take those outlines. You could go into a classroom or into a, a discipleship setting, and you would have the teaching con- content already laid out for you, and you don't have to devise your own outlines. How will I divide up the material and et cetera? Um, and it, that's basically what the book is. So a little explanation of why we do what we do the way we do it. And then nine modules that have all the content in it, and then in them, and then the teaching outlines at the back for the teacher to actually take into the classroom.
0: Yeah, this I mean this is so so comprehensive. I mean even you know on the table of contents page uh, in, instead of the word chapter it uses module you know module and I'm just 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 looking at some of these um these uh, uh titles that are found in each module. I mean like uh, on Bible intake, uh, prayer, worship, uh, church ordinances, uh, hermeneutics, evangelism, church planting. Uh, stewardship church discipline worship and i mean uh, there you know and there are many many others that are that are listed here so so it's it it's not only the content of, of really what what you need to know as a church leader but but basically you're also giving uh, a teaching guide to those who will be teaching those church leaders this material is that correct
1: yeah, that's right. In fact, uh, our whole ministry, which kind of grew out of just doing this automatically, which was is called reaching and teaching. Our whole mindset for, at reaching and teaching is 2 Timothy two two, that we don't want to go out and evangelize someone, or just teach a person, or even to disciple someone. What we want to do is evangelize evangelists and disciple disciplers and teach teachers, uh, so that this process can continue. But, you know, what I've seen is that many ministries or teaching content written up into books and in a a U.S. Western style format is taken to the nations, translated into their language, but it's not given to them in a way that's contextualizable. Mm -hmm. So they don't they don't they can't resonate with it. They don't learn from it. And even if they can pick the bones out of your teaching and kind of get the big building blocks, when they go back to their villages, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. It doesn't doesn't work there. So they give up, or they don't even try, or they figure their people aren't smart enough to grab it. But the problem is, it's the format that mm-hmm. we use. So what I was what I was what we've done through the years is take everything that I've learned about, written about, researched uh, other missionaries, mission agencies, conferences, took all of that, and I kind of brought that to bear on this ministry style format, which was. If I'm looking at another person or several pastors in an area of the jungle where they have no training and, you know, these guys will ask us questions. These guys are pastoring two and three churches each Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll say like, um, now, when was Jesus saved? Was that before (laughs) or after the resurrection? Mm. And you realize they're like the Christian Google, you know, in their community. So you have to think, all right, let's back up. And so it's very basic. It doesn't assume any prior knowledge. But it's it's just helping them to understand you need to grow as a Christian and keep growing. So that's you know, we talk about the heart and then, of course, all the the head content that, you know, which is normally all we do from the West. We normally just take the academic part and we forget that they never got the discipleship and the character formation and the spiritual development. And then maybe they've never been in a healthy church, so they don't know what it looks like to do the Lord's Supper, baptism. Uh, what's the difference between a guy applying for the job as pastor and a man whom God's calls? Mm-hmm. You know, they, all those kinds of things are right outside their reality. So we have to bring that to bear in a way they can really understand it and embrace it and teach others who come behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was the kind of thing that has made us really grow as quickly as we had is because it's not dependent on a bunch of guys from the states who have money to buy plane tickets and go down. Uh, Our uh, watchword, our motto, whatever you call it, for our ministry is all of God's people going into all the world to faithfully obey all the great commission, Mm -hmm. teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded. And so, you know, our approach to doing this is like, listen, you don't need us. You can take this material look at it, read it, understand it, and then use the teaching outlines in the back, and you can teach your own people probably better than I could.
0: Mm-hmm. You know the language, you know culture, those kinds of things. So uh, just a second ago, you you mentioned uh, encountering pastors that, that would ask questions that, uh, that are really shocking to many of us that are listening right now, that they would ask such questions about, you know, like when was Jesus saved and things of that nature. Um, Can can you speak for a moment about just the global need for pastoral training from what you've seen, what you've experienced? I mean, I mean, why can't these pastors just go to a seminary or a Bible college or something like that?
1: Yeah, you know, the way that I kind of get my arms around understanding the vast need is to think about theological training or pastoral education and, and like a pyramid, or like a triangle, and mm-hmm. then at the very top tip of the pyramid, you've got your Southern Seminary, Southeastern Trinity, Fuller, Gordon Conwell, the big academic type seminaries that are wonderful. We'll always need them. That's where we train our scholars. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's a great, great places. And but then most people in the world don't have access, of course, to to that because they don't speak English, they can't come to the U.S., they don't know how to read and write well enough to say read an article and follow the argument of an author. So they they couldn't get to that. So there are some ministries in the States who will take that level of education to the nations, and they translate it, and they gather the brothers together, and they teach them. And then you've got like the bottom third of the pyramid, which is the most amount of people, and that is that is the kind of people that we target, and those are folks who could not even access J.D. Payne book, if it was brought to them in their country and taught chapter by chapter, they they would really struggle to understand unless it was given to them in a culturally appropriate way.
0: <laughs> Even people but, here in the West struggle to understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well
1: welcome to my pain, my reality. <laughs> uh, but and, and you know what the the problem is is we need to figure out how we can how we can make that accessible to them because eighty five percent of the pastors in the world doing research and reading what all each, all of us ministries that are doing the the worldwide training, global training, we've kind of gotten our statistics and everything. It's very difficult to measure. But what we estimate is that 85% of the pastors have no theological education and no access Mm. to it. And you look in the U.S. where we have one trained Christian worker for every 235 people, Mm. You look outside the U.S., and that drops to one for every 450,000 people. Wow. And so in, for instance, out in the, the jungle, a place called Chasuta in Peru, when they ask us to come out and start training in that area, I said, well, do you guys have churches out there? They said, well, we have about 25. And I said, well, in that area of the jungle, those 25 pastors, do any of them have training? And they just laughed, you know. And I said, well, do they at least have Bibles? And they said, well, some have Bibles, some have a Jehovah's Witness Bible, Mm. some have a New Testament, some don't, of course. And I said, well, brother, if they don't have training and they don't have Bibles, what did they teach on Sunday? And they said, well, whatever they dream about on Saturday night, I mean, surely that's God speaking to them, Mm. telling them what to preach. And we just realized the vast um, dearth of training available. And so we thought, how can we take it to them that incorporates a mentoring kind of approach. So what we do and what this book is about is not just like what you would take into a seminary in the States and used to teach, although some are doing that and it can be used that way. Mm-hmm. Primarily what it's for is you walking through life with another person and, remember, and it, it helps you to remember all the things that you need to pour into that other person's life so that they'll be fully prepared to continue that process with the next generation. That's that's kind of what we are seeking to do because the need around the world is—it's um, not only vast, but it's growing because mm-hmm. the global south is the growing edge of the church. That's right. And there are so few what I would call theologically responsible um, training opportunities in that part of the world that they themselves are pleading for us to come and do training. We get, on average, of one invitation a day from somewhere in the world where we're not currently working. And so when, when Lifeway said, well, you write this up, and what you do that has really found so much traction, on the one hand, you know, selfishly, it would be like, you're CEO of Coca-Cola and somebody says, hey, will you give us the secret, the secret formula? <laughs> Um, But for me, of course, at least I hope in my heart, it's not about logos and egos. And so I said, well, sure. And they said that way it won't be dependent on you on reaching and teaching or anything. But any ministry anywhere can take this material and start training. So uh, my um, administrators at Southern Seminary and our trustees gave me a, a, a year long sabbatical to go off and write this material up. And the week that it came out on Kindle, uh, well, a print and Kindle same time, when it came out that week, we found out that there was a church in Russia, apparently had some bilingual people because it was only in English that first week. They were already using it to train people mm-hmm. in their church, basic discipleship, because, again, it provides for you the, all the things that you need to make sure you're passing off to another person. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, one of the things I guess if if there's a humorous aspect to this book is uh that when I picked it up, it uh it, it weighs in at uh eight hundred and sixty-four pages. <laughs> so so it, it appears intimidating, but um but because of all of the teaching resources and guides, the how to you know teach and train others with this I'm assuming that's why uh, the book is, you know, you know, bulks out at almost 900 pages.
1: Yeah, and in fact in other languages like um they've warned me that the Mandarin version <laughs> is going to be super large. The Spa- the Spanish version is over 1000 pages wow. and um you know, I I suspect that might have a little bit to do with the fact that they were paying the translators by the word, but I'm not <laughs> sure. But seriously, you know, when you When I thought about what we do, basically what I was trying to do is put into one book what you would need to train another person in the Global South that after this training program, you may never see them again, Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure they have accessible to them in one volume – what they need. Of course, it's not everything that we would teach at Southern Seminary or everything that a pastor would need forever and ever. I'm mm-hmm. in, but it's the basics. Yeah. So as I began, I did a shorter chapter on this is this is how we're doing what we're doing. We, you know, I talked about the difference between andragogy and pedagogy, which we do in the States. And so I had to explain why when you're teaching adults who are primary or learners, you can't embarrass them and you can't make them take tests that would shame them and things like that because they'll self-select out. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they're already pastoring churches. You want to keep them on board. And so how do you do that? And so anyway, all that stuff's kind of like in the very first chapter. And then I needed to make sure that if you're just a pastor on the field and you don't know the subject that you're called to teach, if you already knew it all, you could just take the outlines and I would publish the outlines. But right. But- thinking you may not know that. The content is there for each module. And then the teaching outlines. And then there are some appendices at the back, like um, the IMB statement on ecclesiology is included, because I think that's a healthy statement. Uh, there is a, an appendix that says how women can use this to disciple women or how you could use this in an oral context where people can't read or write anything. But even so, as you say, it is a uh, an intimidating-looking Book and certainly when we're going to the mission field and we're taking suitcases full of these <laughs> things, you know it weighs a lot of pounds. But one of the great blessings, and I, you know, I have to say for for Lifeway, I've been very thankful for them is that they not only committed to getting it published on time. But they are doing it in like 12 or 15 other languages. I mean Mm. there are a number of projects that are – we've already got it in Spanish and Portuguese now. Arabic is about halfway through. Mandarin is underway. Thai, Vietnamese, Laotian, just a bunch of languages they're working on. Um, And and Lifeway has said working with the INB, any priority languages, we want to put it into that.
0: Mm, That's great.
1: They've kept the price point very low. It is, yes. So that for a book that size, anybody – You know, should be able to find that fairly accessible or get it on Kindle and not have to carry the big book. But another blessing that I would mention is that beginning this summer, each one of those nine modules has been tweaked a little bit to speak to the student, not so much to the teacher. But the the books come out, individual modules. In fact, I've already gotten the first three modules, one, two, three are already out. Mm -hmm. And so you could take to a a person on the field, just module one and not have to take them that big book. If they're, if they're literate and they would like to have the notes that you're teaching this week, they've got it in Mm -hmm. module one. Next time you go, you can take module two. And that's how we deliver it. We, we deliver our teaching in one week modules. That's why we called it modules instead of chapters, um, because we'll come for a week and we teach them in an intensive format, And then we'll come back three to four months later, which is usually a good cycle for them because if they're uh, they're all bivocational and I mean, well, they don't get paid anything from their churches usually, but they can leave their fields and their jobs for a week every four months or so. But they couldn't do more than that. And it also gives us time to build a relationship with them uh, like Paul and Timothy, because for them uh, in relational societies. Uh, They can't separate truth from the truth teller. Those things are closely bound together and truth equals relationship plus experience. And that allows us to build into our teaching that personal relationship by coming back every four months. So clearly, if there are nine modules, it takes three years to go through the whole program with them. And over that time, you've developed the relationship.
0: You know – if you're just listening uh, to this podcast and uh, you're not familiar with uh, David Seals and, and his ministry, uh, I think that this would be a, a great, great place for you to at least begin uh, by looking at this book. I, uh, I so much appreciate it on several levels. Um, heart heads and hands a manual for teaching others to teach others uh, because it, it's not just comprehensive training to deliver to uh... to church leaders but it it also gives you the how to. So as a trainer, how you can train others in this material, and uh, it's it's not written by someone who is operating purely out of um, out of a Western mindset. Uh, David uh, he uh, obviously is is an American, uh, but uh, he has been uh, he spent so much of his time in majority world contexts uh, as a missionary, as church planner, as a missiologist, as a cultural anthropologist. Uh, that he really i believe has has a really good grasp on uh the the learning styles uh learning preferences of many majority world peoples uh, particularly in an oral uh based context and so so this material that he's written uh for us is um is something that uh, a westerner can understand but at the same time he gives it to us in such a way Uh, That he pushes back on some of our Western uh, teaching styles, teaching approaches that many of us pastors use within our churches to say, hey, you know, you need to think through how to communicate this way, communicate this truth in a different way because of the audience to whom you're speaking. So I want to encourage you uh, to get a copy of this book, uh, Heart, Heads, and Hands, a Manual for Teaching Others to Teach Others. Uh, I I think it's it's a paradigm shift. I think it is a a very innovative uh, resource that has come out. It is really taking us to the edge. And uh, doing so in a very good way, uh, in in one accessible volume, and again, very impressed at at how how low price it is. David, could you uh, tell us if people are interested in finding out more about you personally, or uh, reaching and teaching? How could how could they get in contact with you? Or how could they uh, find your your information?
1: Well, of course, to find out about the the ministry and how we do what we do at the website is reaching and teaching. Uh, spelled out A-N-D, reachingandteaching.org, reachingandteaching.org. And on there, you can read about um, how the ministry developed, uh, where we go. Uh, you can certainly participate with us on these short-term trips. That's what we do. We do about 60 trips a year, and we're working throughout um, Latin America and the Caribbean. We have just started in in Africa this past week, and now we have missionaries that are serving throughout the Americas, but also in South Asia, East Asia, and the Middle East. And so it's just it's expanding in many places. So no matter where you're interested, if you want to participate, you can go to that website and see kind of how all this works. Uh, we don't charge the, the brothers who come to us for training. We tell them it's free, but it's very expensive. And they look at me kind of scared, and I say, <laughs> what I mean is, we're expecting each one of you to have at least one other person that you're teaching while we're back in the States mm. in between trips. And so – so. but they can come for free. We don't charge the people who go with us. We're not a for-profit type of uh, agency. Um, and so – reachingandteaching.org, but if you're specifically interested in the material itself and just seeing an inf- a, a, sort of an outline of it and a presentation of it, LifeWay put together a website called heartsheadsandhands.com and at heartsheadsandhands.com, you can see about the book you can look at some samples of it, but there's also a little tab on there that may interest you, it's called Certificate Program, Uh, And you can click on that and you see the academic institutions that will offer credit, Hmm. uh, undergraduate credit as well as master's credit for going through this. We have uh, 54 hours of, unfortunately, me teaching the material, but you can watch that material. You can read the book and do a couple of exercises that the seminaries or universities require, and you can get credit for it. And Anderson University, which is a Southern Baptist uh, university in South Carolina, they will give a certificate of completion on their diploma letterhead to anyone in the world who takes it from anyone in any language. Hmm. So you go to Brazil or you go to Uganda and you train people through this program, you can download a diploma in their name and they have something – that what we're finding is that governments, even Baptist conventions and associations are accepting it because they no longer have seminaries in their countries. And this allows them to know Mm -hmm. these pastors have received the training that's necessary. So that, that's, that information is accessible also on the heartsheadsandhands.com site.
0: Heartsheadsandhands.com and reachingandteaching.org. Did I get those two right? Perfect. Brother, as always, it's a great pleasure to talk and hang out with you. And thanks so much for, for sharing a little bit about yourself and in uh, this new book that's come out. And so, uh, you know, keep up the writing. Keep on reaching and teaching. Thank you, brother,
1: so much. And thanks for having me on. If I can ever help you or any of your listeners in any way, please contact me.
0: You have been listening to Strike the Match with J.B. Payne. You can find J.B. on Facebook or follow him on Twitter at J.B. underscore Payne. And if you'd like to check out more books, posts, and podcast episodes, visit jdpain.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and we'd be honored if you would consider rating us or leaving comments. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you'll join us next time.